Olive oil. You like to keep it slippery? You betcha. <laughs> Do some wrestling please later. Please, so anyway, please, yeah, please I'll stop, stop there. Okay. <laughs> All right, breaker, breaker, one niner on the interwebs. Get your ears on and shit, get your eyes on too for the GMB Fitness Podcast Show. We still have not come up with a name for this. If you've got an idea, let us know. Uh, either way, we're rocking it. The masks are off. It's like when Kiss uh, first started performing without their makeup. Is kind of what I feel like right now. Uh, but anyway, for the next 30 minutes plus or minus, we're going to be giving you some uh, some information, some advice, and just kind of wrapping about sort of the stuff that is uh, how to move better and how to get fit in a way that actually helps you enjoy your life more. Uh, because if you're not enjoying your life, why bother living? What's the living? point of it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, All right. I think you brought up a good idea, and that is, you know, Kiss took the makeup off. Yeah, I think we, we should, should put just it on go full and just go full mask, you know, and uh, make it even more interesting than it already is. Because I'm sure that way, you know, my hair would look better. Are we, are we going to do these in costume from now on? <laughs> costume. <laughs> yeah. Whew, I'll put on the little maid outfit. You know, I'd fit right in since I'm here in Japan. Um, maid cafe kind of thing going on. Yeah, little known fact, they actually do make made outfits in your size. Oh, that's some scary stuff right there. That's scary, man. Scary. <laughs> What's going right, so, on? What's going on? Yeah. What are we what are we doing today? Well, what today we, we are going to talk about uh we're going to talk about sex, fitness, body fat. Oh. We're talking about bumping and grinding and getting it out. Ooh. Well, maybe maybe not all that kind of graphicness, but uh you know, a lot of people in the fitness industry, a lot of things we talk about are very aesthetic oriented and very much about, you know, your confidence. And when it really comes down to it, a lot of the things that many fitness experts are selling is they're selling sex or they're selling the promise of being able to have sex. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and what all this shit really means. Uh, because, you know, I've got opinions on that. So anyway, we'll get to those in a few minutes. But before that, uh, of course, we're going to answer a few questions that people have sent in. And uh, what else has been going on, Ryan? You've been on the interview spree lately. Who have you been talking to? I'll you said you you've what. been on Skype how many hours this week? Too many hours. I got to say, it's <laughs> hilarious because every single day I'm like, I'm on Skype again. I'm on Skype again. I'm on Skype again. Not a bad thing. The reason why is I've been able to talk with some pretty amazing people. Al Cavadlo, good friend of ours, right? You know, Al's a good dude. Uh, we had a really Al good makes chat. me feel like I'm not a very good person. <laughs> <laughs> like he, when I when I watch Al's videos and like you know watch his uh, you know read his posts and everything, I'm like. Al is a much better human than I am. He's a very positive individual. I love that he about really him. Is. He really is. I hate that guy. He is a great guy. guy. Just makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> well, we had we had another positive chat. Um, actually, about his new book. Uh, you'll be hearing a little bit more about that next week. Um, so the interview will will post that uh, next week for all of you. Uh, it was good. I always love talking to Al. I also talked to um, a new friend of mine. I like making new friends. Rafe Kelly. Rafe is is well. He he's not doing it right now, but he opened up one of the first parkour 
gyms around uh, in Seattle. Um, he's one of the top coaches around, as far as that, but he's doing his own thing now, uh, Evolve Move Play, and we just had a really good chat about fitness, I guess you could say in general, but really not the mainstream fitness, maybe primal fitness, I don't want to, I don't want to put that on him, because that was a little joke that we talked about, but, but basically he likes to get outside, uh, move the body, and, um, we also had a great chat about children, and dogs, and how um, training your dog and some to get cues, jacked. Yes, to get jacked actually relates, <laughs> and you and it was a very good comparison to us humans. So uh, be looking, be looking for that to come out. That's pretty interesting, soon. actually. Now that you mentioned that, like when I first started training parkour here in Hawaii, the guy who was the coach, he was uh-huh. actually training seeing eye dogs, and really? he wow. he had this dog that basically I learned a lot of parkour practicing next to a dog. Well, he's got some interesting things to say, and his wife actually did her thesis on um, well, anthropologist, and talking about. Uh, using the human, but also looking at ways with the as far as dogs and is bringing up dogs and you know me being a dog guy, we just yeah. had a great chat about that. So That's awesome. it was it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, you know talking with some more people in the upcoming upcoming months. So uh, be on the lookout for those those interviews. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to be posting uh, very in depth interviews uh, in Alpha Posse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're not a member, you Join. should become. Um, so that's going to be really cool, and uh, also we'll be definitely posting a lot of stuff publicly too. Uh, so let's get into some questions people have asked. Uh, since you brought it up, and we do get this question a lot, people asking you, know, what do you think about MoveNet, or what do you think about uh, Mark Sisson, or what do you think about the whole primal fitness movement, Ryan? Ancestral fitness, as it were. Ancestral. The, the, the fitness that you inherited from your grandfather. Yes. Hopefully, yes. I don't inherit any fitness from my <laughs> grandfather. I really do plan to do much better than that. <laughs> well, I think, I guess, you know, speaking of grandfathers, I was pretty lucky. My grandpa was, that was a fit SOB, I got to tell you. Yeah. Uh, he worked. That's what he did. I mean, you know. Yeah. Never sat in front of a computer, that's for damn sure. The guy uh, moved his body quite a bit. You know, the primal fitness thing, uh, it's a huge boom. There's a lot of spinoffs. Uh, regarding it, uh, Rafe and I yesterday talked about that a little bit. He was one of the first guys to actually kind of go towards that direction. Um, Erwan Lacour um, and, you know, the guys in MoveNet, uh, friends of mine. You know, I've been to MoveNet camp uh, in Thailand. I think it's great. Um, you know, really, though, the primal aspect of it, I think using that is good, but really it just all comes down to movement. We can all move our bodies, and we know how we should be moving our bodies. Yes. Um, just move. I'm not saying the systems are bad. I think they're wonderful, and I think they're very good because they get people to start thinking about um, how we should be moving our bodies, which which is basically getting off of your ass, getting whether it be outside or in your room or anything, and just moving. Uh, we've yeah. forgotten how to move, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, Rafe and I, what we were talking about yesterday is looking at our children. He's a 16-month-old daughter. Uh, you know, I've got my two kids. And so, obviously, having kids would kind of change your outlook on, on 
not just movement, but how you want the world to become because you want to raise your kids in a, in a world that is, is a positive place, that is an Al Cavadlo world. So, uh, <laughs> but, but it was interesting because we were just talking about, you know, you look at kids and they're primal just because they're kids if you let them be kids. And so, yeah. of course, you know, here in GMB, we talk a lot about play and getting back to that, the exploration and and looking at movement not just for a movement but what it can become and so as far as a primal fitness thing goes yeah i think it's a good um a good way to market things i think it's great um but really it just all comes down to moving your body yeah and we know how to do that we've just yeah and i mean there's a lot to be said for i mean we we are so locked into a very urban or suburban way of life most of us these days we we sit in chairs we have couches and beds and all this stuff and yet you know if you spend three days uh at a seminar or if you spend a week at a retreat out in the wilderness it could change your life and that's that's a very healing thing uh because you know being in nature and breathing clean air and everything is is great for us uh but attributing attributing that power to uh, a movement methodology to an exercise me- exercise methodology, I think is a little bit of like a naturalistic fallacy. You know, oh, it's it's nature, so it's better. Well, it's not necessarily. I mean, is getting eaten by a tiger better? Yeah, and, you know. And, and another thing too. I mean, if you think about it, it all depends on where you are and you're in your world because yeah. you know if you grow up you know Osaka is a good a good example because and I'm looking at this and seeing this with my kids um, unfortunately you know they are so accustomed to the city now that yeah. you know they go back to my hometown and we go out for a walk in the woods they're like this is kind of scary and <laughs> in that sense yeah I think going outside and being more comfortable with nature and understanding that there are different worlds out yeah. there it's great, but if you say, okay, you have to have this for this, I, I don't think it equates because, you know, really, if you look at people who work in the city, who sit behind a desk all day, you just have to be able to do your job. It's sad, okay? I, I personally, I think it's it's very sad, but if you really want to get down to it, um, the fitness that those people need is just so that they can do their job. Really, that's it. Um, I want that doesn't more mean people. that they should. That doesn't mean they should resign themselves to just sitting in chairs. I mean, exactly. being fit to do your job also means that you are able to like take breaks, restore your energy, so you can be productive and creative and, and everything too. I mean, we're not saying that fitness today means being slumped behind a no. computer. No, being fit today means that you're 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 take care of your health so that when you are spending that time working that you're able to do it productively and then get the hell out from behind a computer when you can. Exactly. You know what I want is for in a in a perfect world I want everyone to be able to go out and move their bodies every single day and get away from that computer so that they can start enjoying other things. For example, going out in nature. For example, you know, whatever you want. But. Um, you know, the, the going back to the primal fitness, I think I think it's it's good in the sense that it's trying to redirect people's attention to something other than maybe the just the suburban life or the city life or something like that. But um, really, first you just got to be able to move, and so yeah. to me, it doesn't matter. Just move, move your body. That's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it's getting people out of the gym, nothing wrong with gyms, but if it's yeah. getting people out of out of planet fitness and then, you know, moving instead of just lifting stuff up and putting it down, which will get you strong, but if it gets people moving, I'm all for it in that That's sense. Right. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, next question. Uh, something uh, that was posted on Facebook, and we did post an answer there, but maybe you could go a little deeper into it. Uh, I'm confused by the scapula position in the straddle press to handstand. Are they elevated, protracted, and open at the same time? Uh, can they can they be all of these at the same time? <laughs> Is that no. Gonna, oh, I don't, uh, I don't, yeah. No, that won't work. <laughs> Basically, um, if, if you're looking at just the handstand portion of it, uh, you're looking at the, the scap, the shoulder blade, and the shoulder there. You basically just want to make sure that you're, that you're not pulling your shoulder down. It's elevated so that it's up. A good cue is to try and take your shoulders and touch, them, uh, touch your ears with them. So um, the transition into the handstand, you're going through different stages. Um, for example, if you're working on the straddle press to a handstand, uh, yes, it would be great if you could have that scapular elevation from the very beginning, making sure that you're pressing up onto your toes and uh, down and through the ground. But sometimes you will happen to go through a depression um, and you know protraction of of the shoulder uh, getting there. However, really. Once you're in the handstand, you want to make sure that you have scapular elevation. Not fighting with bugs. You know, uh, what is that what you're doing? Fighting with the fly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying is, to uh, cut that shit out. Yeah, you're wrong. Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just want to just make sure that you're pushing as hard as you can into the ground to elevate the scapular so that you can get in the proper position for the handstand. With that being said, um, you it is possible to perform a handstand with the shoulder packed down. It's not, I don't advise doing that. Um, you're not going to be able to have the range of motion to be able to open up your shoulders for a very nice clean line, but it is possible. You see some of these kind of handstands from many, many, many years ago when they used to do a lot of the arched back handstands, which you would find in the Olympics actually. So it wasn't until just recently, by recently I mean maybe about 20 years ago, when they started doing the very clean, <coughs> open type handstands. So uh, long answer, but basically just push like, like you're getting paid and make sure that you're trying to touch your shoulders to your ears whenever you're doing any kind of handstand work. I think that's a really good point too. I mean, in the past couple of years, you know, people have become aware that there's a thing called the scapula. It, I mean, yes. you know, I'm not saying this is a new development, but I think that a lot of people before were not really that interested, but you know, people started talking about scapular position and stuff scapular and scapular health. health. And so now it's become a lot more mainstream to think, oh, well, where should my scapula be? But don't think about where your scapula should be. Think about performing the movement properly, which means, you know, pushing away from the floor. Uh, if you think about the movement, then your scapula is going to find itself in the right position. Yeah, and that's a good point. Unless mean, you have, like, some kind of, like, hitch or weird yeah, thing. Yeah, but, yeah. And that's also a good point. There is, you know... Uh, Craig, he's in the Alpha Posse. Uh, he visited me in Australia. Actually, came to the seminar, and it, wow, he's got some interesting shoulders. I mean, I've never seen anybody's shoulders like that. And so that's that's different. So we had to do some things to kind of try yeah, and do that. Yeah. But basically, you know, it's good to understand where your your shoulder blade should be in the position of your shoulders. But until you get out and actually try things and actually get to the point where you're comfortable being upside down, then really, don't worry too much about it. 
just get upside down and push. Push, push, push until you can't push anymore. That's <coughs> it. Keep it simple. All right, man, uh, so what are we talking about today? This is something right. I know that you've been wanting to talk about. Do it. Do it. Get, get on it's six. It's mostly because I want to regale our listeners uh, and viewers with uh, tales of my own sexual exploits. All right, I'm going to take the Which... headphones off and go get coffee right now. Um, see you in about mm, 15. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that's actually not it at all. Um, the thing is, fitness, man. Why is fitness a big thing? I I actually I used to do copywriting. I used to study copywriting from a guy who said that there are really kind of three main selling propositions in business. And he said that they were getting paid, getting laid, and not dying. You know? <laughs> getting paid means you know making money and that's why, you know, all these like forex scams and stuff uh, do so well. Uh, getting laid is it's not just sex. It's it's. I mean, it's a whole natural primal instinct thing that we have as humans to couple, procreate, uh, you know. And so, yeah, it's a very natural thing. Have you know, getting laid is is a market that is not going anywhere. The dating market, uh, the dating advice market, uh, all kinds of products that are supposed to make you more attractive, uh, control top pantyhose, ladies. This is a getting laid market product. Okay, um, guys, that third sock that comes in the pack that you're supposed to put—is that just me? Okay. I, I yeah, you lost me there. I don't have those in Japan. Oh man! All right. Anyway, <laughs> so so that's two of them. Any the other? Not dying. So fitness, uh, I always heard was a great market because it kind of if you if you're stronger, you look better, and it helps with the not dying thing, and it helps with the getting laid part. So, you know, it's two out of three. And so I always thought, yeah, fitness is a great market. And if you look at it, it is. You know, Truth About Abs makes a million dollars a month. Truth About Abs is an ebook that was written like six, seven years ago. Uh, and there's nothing really wrong in it. It's actually, it's actually solid. Uh, it's not anything earth shattering that you need to buy an ebook for. But it's a, it's a $40 ebook that makes a million dollars a month. Obviously, people care about, you know, abs. But, Here's the thing. Is it really abs that we want? We talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts about, you know, getting the body you want. Uh, and abs, the six-pack, is an indicator of the full package. I mean, if you're weak and have poor posture and no endurance but you have a six-pack, that six-pack does not look good. You still look like crap because you are not healthy. It's an indicator of health. And so, you know... The health is obviously the thing that we're going after. When we talk about fitness at GMB, then it's really about fit, being fit to do the things that you care about. But, you know, this whole thing in fitness, we talk about, you know, people say, oh, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look great naked. And there isn't. But my personal feeling is that this whole there's nothing wrong with wanting to look great naked thing is a way for fitness marketers to – to basically patronize and pander to your insecurities while making it sound like they're telling you it's okay to be you. There's nothing wrong with wanting this, but you obviously don't look good, great naked right now, which is why I'm going to sell you this thing. Oh, what do you, do you think I'm just like making a big thing out of nothing, Ryan? No, I mean, you do have a very good point because let's be honest, 
Um, looking at media, the media, I mean, we're bombarded by images of these fit people. Um, you know, if you're a guy, what is the first thing, it's exactly what you said, the first thing that a person wants is a six-pack. Um, yeah. It's not, oh, I wish I could move better. I mean, really, I, you know, it's not very primal. But, um, <laughs> but um, it's a very good point. I think, you know, in our case... And we've talked about this before, is that, you know, we're not about the six-pack abs, but if you do the work, and you're, you know, you're diligent in doing what we ask you to do, the six-pack abs will happen. That's Yep, yeah, and maybe, I mean, you might, you might never get all the way down, you know, for your personal physiology down yeah. to, to full six-pack, but right. you'll, you'll get slim and you, you will have some visible definition at the very exactly. least. Yeah. yeah. And let's, you know, really get down to to facts here, okay? To be just chiseled, jack ripped. I mean, you've you've got to get your body fat pretty low, pretty yeah. low. And being able to keep that. So, I'm talking lean, you know, like 6, 7%. That's pretty lean, okay? It's pretty lean. Yep. It's not sustainable. It really isn't. It's tough. I mean, that is a whole lifestyle in itself. It's just keeping that leanness. And mm -hmm. it can be extremely frustrating. Um, we get emails all the time, you know, people like, Ryan, you know, are you ripped? Do you have a lot of muscle? We, you know, because I wear t shirts and people can't see. I do have six pack abs, okay, but I'm not going to be extremely lean year round. That's not me. Um, it, it fluctuates. I'm not talking huge jumps or anything like that, but. But to me, it's, it's, you know, sorry, everyone. It's not just about the six-pack abs for me. I want to be able to enjoy my life. I want to be able to, I keep bringing back to move better, but that's really what it is for me. As far as the marketing and things go, yeah, this is my job. You know, I take my shirt off. People <coughs> expect to see the abs. That's what they want to see. That's what's going to help us sell more programs. Let's just be perfectly honest. So part of my job is to make sure that I have that image. And you know what? It's extremely unfortunate, I believe. I, um, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that I would just want to veg out and go eat a box of Krispy Kreme yeah. donuts. That makes me want to throw up, to be honest. But, 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 I, I just wish that we were able to, you know, get a little bit away from just okay. How are the abs? You know, what are the abs like? You know, what are the guns? You know, something like that. Um, marketing. It's the marketing. It's the media um, saying that it's got to be this way. I mean, look at the cover of Men's Health. Look at, I don't know, any other magazines on Men's Health. But, you know, I'm willing to bet that that's not 100% that person. And what I mean is. You mean they Photoshop? Some, yeah, there's probably some Photoshop going on in there. All right. Now, there are some people that I obviously admire. Like, well, for example, Steve Atlas, my coach, is a guy. The dude is ripped all year long. He's got a great physique. He's, he's awesome. Thing is, he works his ass off to get that and keep it. Okay? Now, I respect him for that. I think that's awesome. The thing is, though, is that's what he does all day long, year in, year out. The trouble for me comes in the media is when people say, okay, you can get this yeah. in four or three easy steps. And that's where I 
call the bullshit thing out there. You know, going back to Steve Atlas, the, again, the dude works his ass off. His diet, the way he eats, you know, making sure his recovery, the way he lifts, the way he exercises, you know, mm-hmm. it's nailed in. But promising people that they can attain that, that they can get that physique in three easy steps and maybe three months, you know, I got an issue with that. And that's, I think that's kind of where you're going with it. And it's, yeah. it's, I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Really and, like you that. know, also, like you said earlier that, uh, you know, people expect to see you take off your shirt and, you know, that's fine. We'll, we'll oblige them. We'll, sure. we'll spray on the cooking oil. I exactly. know uh, we won't, we won't go that far. Uh, olive but, oil. I use olive oil. <laughs> olive oil. Olive oil. You like to keep it slippery? You betcha. <laughs> Do some wrestling please later. Please, so anyway, please, yeah, please I'll stop, stop there. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> shit. Uh, but, you know, I think it's kind of, why do we judge the efficacy of a fitness program on the physique of a person? Now, I think depending on what you, how you define fitness, that makes sense. If you define fitness on looking great naked, then yes, you would, you would judge that on the person who does it. But why do we – now there's a whole, there's whole movement of you know, body weight calisthenics, movement skills, the art of movement, primal movement, all of this movement-based training, right? Still, still people say that I want to get this move. Oh, by the way, what's your body fat percentage? Who gives a fuck? Well, yeah, obviously that's... the person who asked the question. But if, if you want to move well and if your, your reason for wanting to get fit is to move well, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't really care what someone's body fat percent looks like. I mean, yeah, if they're like grossly overweight, then it should give you some cause for alarm. But, you know, obviously you're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. I don't know. I'm not saying that you should be unhealthy, but I don't think that physique is the number one measure of efficacy for a movement-based fitness discipline. How about yeah. if I say it that way? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, something else, and, and I forgot the guy's name. He's a martial artist, very very famous. I forgot his name, but uh, you see him a lot in the Jackie Chan films. Very heavy set. Uh, Sammo. Guy. Sammo, thank you. There's a good example of a dude who can move. The dude can move. And yep. he's a big boy. He's a big yep. boy. Um, so, you know, there, there's just one example of that. But I think, I mean, when it all comes down to what we want to say, it's really you're not after those abs. You're after the actual feeling of when you have those abs. You want that confidence. You want to be able to feel good about yourself. And so, you know, let's evolve. You know, let's move past that for a fight club quote there for you. It's a physical um, expression. You know, I learned to do backflips from a guy who was easily carrying 50 extra pounds. And he could jump like you would not believe dude was strong. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's the expression of movement. That's what movement is about, is, is expressing something, expressing where you want to go and how you want to be in your freedom. You know, and... That's a great thing. That, to me, is a much better goal. Expressing yourself and communicating through movement is a much better goal than looking great naked. And yeah, there is nothing wrong with wanting to look great naked. But, but here's the thing. On, on the, the hierarchy of, of quality goals, it's a lower level goal. Because why do you want to look great naked? Two reasons. One, uh, because you think it will improve your self-confidence. Two, because you think it will get you laid. And I'll dispel the second myth right now. 
it won't get you laid anymore. You know what gets you laid? Having confidence. You know what gets you laid? Being in a band. You know what gets you laid? <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things get you laid. Seriously. If you want to find a mate, if you want to, to have sex and date, and if you want to do that, seriously, do something that makes you remarkable. Yeah, physique is one example, but it's not the only thing, people. There are a lot of scrawny and fat people having more sex than you or me or anyone listening to this. Okay, So don't think that this is going to solve your, your coupling problem. If you think this is the only thing that you need that's going to solve your confidence problem, it might help. But there's other things that can make you confident too. You know, uh, just learning how to express yourself physically. You know, it'll help your fitness and it'll help your confidence too. If you know what your body is capable of, do you think that that's a good foundation for personal confidence? It's a great foundation for personal confidence. So what I'm saying is that expressing yourself physically is a higher level and it is a, it's a better goal that will affect more and impact more areas of your life than just looking great naked. Looking great naked will not actually solve anything. Learning to express yourself physically through movement will solve many things. So that's my rant. You know, nothing wrong with wanting to look great naked. It's true. But that doesn't mean it's the best and highest use of your motivational time. doesn't mean it's the best and highest use of your training. doesn't mean it's, it's the thing that you should focus on. It's something that happens when you learn to express yourself physically. That's good. I like it. So we talked a lot today, and I think we should kind of wrap it up. Just want to let you know, in our next podcast, our show, we'll be talking about how to reduce your body fat. And so, I'm just kidding. With uh, some berries, and we're going to be shirtless with makeup. Sounds great, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think we got it nailed, dude. It's, we got it nailed it. All right, so if you can help us think up a name for this show, podcast, whatever, send you a t-shirt, help us out. Remember, makeup, shirtless, that's the thing from now on, so roll with it. Look great naked with GMB. Sounds good to me, man. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you all later. Bye.